Dear listeners, Sairam, welcome back to Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories, a Radio Sai special program where former students of Bhagwan Baba share their fondest memories of growing under his divine care. On account of listener feedback, requesting that we share the stories of Swami students working for his mission in the ashram, Radio Sai's Karuna Munchi had to work hard to convince her colleague Mr. Bishuprasti to come on air to share his experiences. Bishu has spent seven years studying at the Lord's feet and has stayed back to serve the Lord as per his will. His entire family is committed to Bhagwan's mission. Currently, he is a member of Radio Sai team wearing a number of hats. These include editing our e-journal Heart to Heart and hosting a number of programs on Radio Sai. This conversation is in three parts and we now bring you its third part. Its second part was aired last week. In that, Bishu narrated many of his terrorist moments during three sessions being a student in Brindavan campus of Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning from where he earned his PCOM degree. Later, he narrated his wonderful experiences witnessing some amazing materializations by Swami when he was a part of the coveted group of boys who were chosen by Swami to accompany him to Kodai Canal after he joined the Prashanthinilam campus for his MBA degree. In case you have missed part 1 and part 2 of this conversation, you can download it and listen to it at your leisure by visiting the link radiosai.org forward slash sai students. Remember, sai students is one word. This is a three-part conversation and it was recorded in our studio in the month of May 2012 and we now bring you its concluding part. So, over now to Bishu Prashti. and in conversation with him is radio size karuna munchi seven years went by like yeah. this you were yeah. having a wonderful time especially the last five yes. were glorious so you finished your high school graduation undergrad and mba and seven years were done and you wanted to then continue this good good times to continue <laughs> so yeah. did you have a typical waiting period that a lot of students have or did you get inducted into the workforce right away actually i was so sure that i would be working somewhere here that uh, i was not really so eager to get in to any of these institutions you know beat the book trust or beat the hospital i just wanted some time for myself okay i just wanted to read swami's books and i wanted to just relax and have darshans i had no thought of going outside and i knew i'm going to be here i'm going to get a job i was like you know it was very 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 confirmed in my heart that swami will give me something partly also because my brother was at that time close to swami and i thought you know no problem definitely swami will give me something after um, the summer vacation ended or it was, i think it was actually ending uh, and we were in tripandavan it was it was uh, the last few days of may and somi was likely to come to prashanthinilam for the academic year to begin and somi spotted me there i was actually very happy i was actually not showing my face to somi i didn't want him to put me in any job so immediately i wanted to read books and then do do other things that i had not done for very long 
because i was generally very serious about academics uh, because again i told you because i wanted a good grade that's all and uh, so some spotted me and uh, one of when he was returning to his uh, room on the upstairs in taibrandavan and uh, he picked me up and he said what are you doing i said uh, somi i'm here somi he said no no you have to work uh, in baba's hospital see your brother is working there he's looking after accounts there in the central trust you should work here so it was kind of a blessing it is of course a great blessing he wanted to give me a job but, but you were reluctant <laughs> i was reluctant candidate and, yeah after somi returned to prashantilam i came back and my brother said you write a letter to somi i said there's no hurry because i was thinking in a ferry letter to somi in somi will put me somewhere immediately but my brother insisted so i wrote a letter to somi and next day somi called me and uh, there was one of the central trust members at that time who had come and they were uh, starting this whole process of training people for the super specialty hospital in whitefield in whitefield mm-hmm. it was the year 2000 somi was keen that i go and work in the super specialty hospital uh, to cut the story short i was sent off on that morning i was reluctant for many reasons but somi showered with so much attention that morning you know he came and he created vibhuti and he gave me and he he gave a namaskar and and actually i was the first person that somi was sending for the bangalore hospital first person in the sense first student first mm-hmm. former student mm-hmm. i was not happy for the reason that i always wanted to be in prashantinilayam but slowly i reconciled to the view if somi wants me to be in prandavan later also somi told on one occasion that uh, no no i will keep him with me let him help bhutia let him be in the ashram there in bandavan he used to tell me brother so there were these moments where uh, you felt that somi is so much he owns you you know you you felt uh, so whatever he does is perfect yeah such a honor to yeah. think that somi yeah. has a sense of entitlement over yeah. his children yes so i i reconciled to the view uh-huh. that okay if somi wants me to work in bangalore it's okay. perfect no problem and what did you do in bangalore hospital yeah we were supposed to get trained in the hospital information system there mm-hmm. so for 3 almost 4 4-5 months i used to go to the software company along with later there's another long story and few other colleagues joined i mean few other boys they were all mtechs and i was i was mba so i had actually problems in that way because uh, it was totally it job i didn't have any experience in it other than looking after the hostel computer department mm-hmm. actually in my college days uh, somehow i just thought that uh, let me take up some some activity where i can learn something uh, just instead of just being the music group or doing something you know let me do something else and i i volunteered to join the computer department in mm-hmm. the hostel so i had some exposure to um, handling systems but i'm not an it guy at all mm-hmm. for that reason i was also very apprehensive because when i joined the hospital they gave me this huge vision do- it vision document of the hospital i didn't understand the word <laughs> we are supposed to have this really high tech uh, uh, trolleys where patient information will be displayed concurrently uh, it would be streamed every time we know what is happening to the patient you know you have this uh, not even laptop some other sophisticated displays on your trolleys and i never understood anything of that actually but anyway somi sent me so so he will guide and thanks to the other colleagues they were all mtechs so they definitely knew 
and uh, I was really dependent on them to teach me uh, some of these things. But there are certain aspects of uh, even in IT, you know, there were application-oriented programs. I mean, uh, I was more of an application manager, so I don't didn't really in those days have to get too much into the uh, coding aspect. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, slowly I was getting defining my role and seeing what I can do best, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I can do best. So. And of course, there were those beautiful moments in the hospital also, because as I told you, we were, these three or four of us, we were the first group that Swami selected to work in the hospital. On December 2nd, I think I remember the date, right? 2000. 2000, Swami had come and we were in the hospital it was a very difficult time in the sense that there was a lot of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. we used to work very hard. I remember we used to go 6 o'clock in the morning and return most of the days, 10, 10, 30, 11, and some days there would not be uh, um, something proper to eat also when you come back so late in the night. Mm-hmm. Because we had to come, come back from the city, it was like two hours, two and a mm-hmm. half hours drive from the city. It was almost on the other end of the city. Mm-hmm. So, in any case, that day on December 2nd when Swami came, as soon as he entered the hospital, he asked, where is Prishti? He was, he was, his whole attention was, where am I? <laughs> and I was actually there in the basement. We were in the one corner of the hospital. Bangalore hospital is huge. 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 And I was in the one corner of the hospital. Uh, we had set up a training room there to help all this, to, to help the nurses and the data entry operators to use this new software. So we were having the training sessions there. That day, I can never forget that sweet moment because... It, it, it just showed how much he... For him, as far as the hospital was concerned, for him it was his boys. That's it. And uh, he came all the way from the dome. He came all the way to the corner of the little training room that we had set up. We didn't go to the dome to receive him because you always have this dilemma whether to work in your workplaces when Swami comes out, whether you should, mm-hmm. you know... Because he's so particular about duty. Duty. So it's, we just prefer to continue working. And Swami was happy with that. He came and uh, the moment he saw all of us, his face just blossomed. It was such a beaming smile. He was sitting on that golf cart and he blessed all of us. He patted our cheeks and we requested Swami to come into that room. He said, no, no, there's so many computers there. No problem. But he, he blessed us profusely. So there were all those beautiful moments when Swami was giving us his time and his love so that we feel encouraged to be part of the new hospital that is coming up because Swami also knew that it was one the first of those instances where Swami was sending his boys kind of away mm-hmm. in the sense that you know if you chose to work in Prashant stay back mm-hmm. you would always get to work in Swami's hospital in Prashant in Ilayam, or in the university or in any of these institutions in the ashram so you always had the chance to have close darshans mm-hmm. and all the benefits that you have when you have uh, when you see Swami daily but this is first time when Swami is actually sending us away kind of so, Swami knew that uh, there was this kind of pain of separation. He, in his own way, ensured that you know we were comfortable and we, we felt really motivated and encouraged to uh, work in his hospital. How long was this period of working in Whitefield Hospital? 
I worked for one year and a few months, and after that, uh, there was another new chapter of my life which opened because I felt sick. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Seriously ill, right? Yeah, I was seriously ill for very long. Actually, I was out of work after that. So work. you were diagnosed with tuberculosis of the lymph node. Yeah, I was admitted in the general hospital here, then in Puttaparthi. Super speciality, Puttaparthi. Yeah. And that's when the Lord Himself came to. Yeah. Check yes. on you. Yes. Tell yes. us about that. It was one morning, like this, seven uh, thirty in the morning, where one one of his boys working in the hospital at that time, Swapan, his name is. He he just came and woke me up and said, "Swami is likely to come to your room." I said, "What?" I couldn't believe that. I said, "No, no, Swami, he may come." No, you are joking. So you have to brush your teeth really fast. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just uh, finished. Uh, dressing, uh, I mean, brushing my teeth and getting ready, and it was I think eight thirty nine, and uh, there was such a flurry of activity there because uh, they cleaned and mopped that room two three times, and they got a chair from Swami from some other department, and everything was made spick and span, and so many people coming to inspect the room, they direct everyone, and I just thought, is it really going to happen? <laughs> and Nine o'clock to my utter disbelief, Swami did walk into that room. <laughs> I remember, I think I was only crying, and as soon as he came, Swami saw that I was, I was just crying because I, I really could not uh, imagine that Swami would do this. God on a patient call. Yeah, hmm. I never thought that He would do this for me. It was, it was very, very moving moment. So I, I was only crying. I so remember. did He say anything to you? He, no, actually, Swami, what He did, He came and He, He waved His hand and um, He. First, he put that vibhuti on my forehead, Achha. and he gave me vibhuti to eat. Mm-hmm. And then he figured that you know the whole atmosphere is so tense because I'm crying and the sickness. And he just made the whole atmosphere light. He started cracking jokes. That's all he did. Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, "What was the temperature?" He asked me to put the thermometer, mm-hmm. and then they said, "Saw me. This was 9900. It was 101." My brother said, "No, yesterday it was 101." I went, "No, no, no. It's all." That thermometer he has fever, I know. There's no fever for him. It is just some heat. And by the time Swami was in the room for two, three minutes, everybody was laughing because he was just cracking jokes. And did you lighten up? I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to laugh and cry, but I think I was still, there were still tears in my eyes because it was such a pleasant shock. Yeah. And he was there for, I think, 10, 15 minutes or more. And Swami was all the time reassuring me. That you'll be fine. I'll be fine and nothing is going to happen and... And he was checking with the doctors. He was checking with others about my condition, and then saying it is nothing. It is nothing serious, and all that. So you recovered fully from uh, the yeah. ailment, and then yeah. you had to just recover and sit and so bid your time. At that time, after I finished MBA, MBA, uh, I was not so eager to get a job. And now Swami put me through so much before I got the job again. So the waiting period, he postponed <laughs> he, it to he now. He postponed it. <laughs> you, you could read all you wanted. You wanted to have darshan, you wanted to read after MBA. Yeah. So now you had all the time in I the had, world. I, I enjoyed it for some time. Like six months it was okay. One year it was okay. But it was like never ending. <laughs> oh, long waiting period. So yeah, I won't go into the details. But I'll just say that I had again those... Those moments of agonies and ecstasies that I had never before experienced in my life. I think I prayed and I cried more than how it was in my 11th class or 12th class. But the results were not forthcoming at all. Oh, so okay. the dark period sometimes yeah. you go through the <laughs> yeah, black and hole. Before that, but before that, Swami really filled me with so much love that 
I could never ever uh, ever think that you know I will any day be away from Swami or you know because I will not go into all those instances. But I'll just say that those six seven months he really showered me with so much love. That's um, when you were recovering from your yeah, ailment. I was sick and I was I was recovering. Yeah. He was concerned about me morning, afternoon, night. Anyone, if they wanted to speak to Swami, they only had to speak about me and Swami would speak to them. It was like that. He would ask every doctor, he would ask my mom, he would ask my dad, he would ask my brother. Every day. It happened like almost for six months. So And after that, nothing? And after that, yeah. So he filmed it and after that… He put you on ice. Yeah. That was uh, the next that, treatment. After that, this is another long story. I won't get into it. But what happened was this. That's what. He put me through this great period of... Uh, it was like uh, the best of times and the worst of times. It was like that. I went through the best of times. Absolutely fabulous times with Swami. Because I, I thought... I, I didn't want to become all right. If you are getting this much attention, if you are sick... Yeah. Who, who, who wants, wants to, to get well? well? <laughs> <laughs> and it was not only for me. It was for the entire family. Oh, Even my, my father and mother, they didn't know whether to feel sad or happy. Because here was Swami coming and speaking to them every day. But he put me through this whole roller coaster of 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 tests and tribulations. So what did you do for two years? Just introspected, read, wondered. Yeah, it was prayers. It was uh, I spent a lot of time praying. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember. I think that was the time I learned everything. Vishnu Sahasranam, Lalita Sahasranam, Aditya Hridayam. Everything I learned during that period <laughs> because I, every day I used to spend a lot of time praying because I know the efficacy of prayers and I always believed in that. Even if Swami was not. Uh, Physically, I was not getting those kind of responses. But it's not as if it was not happening. It was happening. Swami was doing it very silently. He would not speak to me, but he would inquire about me. All those things were happening. He would inquire with doctors. He would inquire with someone else. He was all the time concerned, but he would not speak to me physically. So, and I spent a lot of time reading. Yes, there was a time I spent a lot of time in books. I spent a lot of time writing. I spent a lot of time learning web designing. And all those skills came in handy once he put you on to Radio Sai. So, how did the transition to Radio Sai happen? I was praying every day. You know, I did all those things of showing cards, etc., etc., trying to get his attention so that he gives me a job. Now, I was so desperate to get a job. (laughs) And there was one time when I didn't want a job and now I was... You're bored of just doing nothing. Yeah, I was like, I'm in the prime of my youth and what am I doing here? You're doing a lot of vegetable cutting at home, (laughs) helping mom. Yeah, but that's not uh, what I want to do. Uh, I mean, as my primary activity, that can be a <laughs> supplementary activity. Swami didn't give me a job. Uh, he just kept on postponing and postponing and postponing. I think he finally, he, he did give me a job. But again, it was a job where I was not on roles. So I can't even tell Swami that, uh, you know, give me a job. Because he already gave me a job. But I'm not an employee. I'm not on roles. So what job did he give you? He he just told me, you work with uh, Secretary Sir, with, with Chakravati Sir. Some informal kind of a duty. Yeah, I have to just find out something and work. He mm. just didn't want to send me to the hospital. They mm. wanted desperately, they wanted me in the hospital because of my experience. They wanted me in this hospital. They wanted me in the book trust. But somebody was not willing to send me to any of those institutions. He said, no, hospital is very far. He said, book trust is, book trust is, uh, is on the mountain. How will he climb? And all this, uh, Swami used to give all these reasons. So that was the time I, I spent a lot of time uh, revamping the Central Test website. In fact, the website that you see now in Central Test, that was the time I, I held a lot of um, uh, meetings with all my other brothers who are working Central Test. I said, you know, let's revamp the site. And I wrote the whole content for the Central Test website. Mm. So I was trying to figure out mm. to do different things to keep myself occupied. Mm. Yeah, and that went on for two, three months. And then uh, then they realized that I'm still not on roles. And, <laughs> and I have to... At least get some money so that I don't feel I'm dependent 
on my parents even my for you know my basic needs so at, at that time i think uh, they approached swami and they told uh, and swami was very happy that i should join radio sai he gave me a namaskar i think it was in december 14th or december 16th i think so where after 4 5 months of working in this uh, in the central trust office then um, uh, he came that morning and he, with a bright smile and then uh, i said swami uh, they asked me to join radio sai and he was very happy he gave me namaskar i could see that smile on swami i remember that smile so vividly it is as if swami said ah finally this solo is <laughs> is getting a job see how happy he is that kind of a smile you know saying so see how happy he is that kind of it is again a culmination of uh, uh, a lot of intense prayers mm-hmm. i think it was a thursday i think and i and after i joined dsi of course it has been one of the most cherished and beautiful things that have uh, that has happened in my life because this is where my heart is i was working in the bangalore hospital but that was not uh, so much my area of uh, interest or my area of competence because there is more of a techy job and though i could really fit into it but that's not where my heart was mm-hmm. and uh, what i do in radio sai is is something that is very much in tune with my inclinations and my interests as well as the vision that i had for myself where i'll be doing something directly with swami's teachings with swami's photographs with swami's literature so that is the that is the work here and every day i thank the lord for this opportunity mm-hmm. now listening to you bishu i see everything in your life your efforts your love your prayers but they were all geared towards um, pleasing the subject of your adoration that is bhagwan baba now in light of his mahasamadhi just a, just over a year ago have you felt a need to reevaluate and rejig your life's goals and priorities and your professional aspirations and your personal goals when i decided to stay back at that time itself i knew that there will come a time when i will not be having this chance of having bhagwan's darshan every morning and every evening mm-hmm. that was there at the back of my mind that there will come a time where i'll have to learn to live without this amazing privilege but when it happened i didn't believe it actually till the 27th i never believed that this is true i was i was sitting around somis divine physical frame which was in the casket and i was sitting just beside his crown of hair and i was all the time hoping and praying and expecting and anticipating that he would maybe now he will open his eyes maybe maybe his toes will move now a little maybe he will gesture something with his hand mm-hmm. i it was always uh, a feeling like that and i i never used to leave uh, somis body and i used to go home to eat something only because otherwise my mom will will not be she is someone who is very particular about me eating and she's hmm. i mean she's she's the she's the blessing of my life i mean if i'm here in prashantilam today apart from the the unique grace of bhagwan it is purely because of my mom's mm-hmm. uh, guidance her inspiration and her love and her blessings that i am in prashantilam because she always encouraged me to be near swami whatever it is so and she was always concerned so if at all i was going out of cycle on thought it was only to eat something so that i can tell mom yes i have eaten something you don't worry about me so i was all the time expecting 
that you know a miracle he will just will rise happen. something mm. will happen mm. and, and it was it was not happening so i never believed and on the 26th afternoon when the pm was coming and uh, there was all this arrangements being made for the pm i just totally lost interest i mean i just felt if this is this is this really going to happen i mean some will not take the drama so far hmm. the pm is coming head of the state is coming now so there was there was this feeling that maybe this is not a drama maybe this is real and it was that then that was like a shooting pain my body shook with pain and uh, and trauma i couldn't hmm. take it i said i can't i can't sit here any hmm. longer if this miracle is not going to happen hmm. then what is the point sitting here so i was not interested in who was coming to have his darshan i just walked out of cyclone hall that day i remember what i basically did was i i just tried to help people there was someone suffering mm. i wanted i brought medicine for that fellow there was someone else struggling in the crowd so there was someone else lost his way so someone else trying to um, who needed solace because it was a huge crowd and they had their own problems mm. but there was also this huge stream of love in prashantram mm. that day. everybody was out to mm. help each other and i just took the camera along at let me do some work let me help people let me document mm. this this mm. prashantram this is my so prashantram so you got yourself busy yeah i just got myself busy mm. with service mm. and work only the next day i cried and i cried inconsolably that's the day the divine that's body the day was when laid the body was actually lowered yeah into the uh, pit. pit that is when my father called me and asked me to put few you know few of us had this chance to put vibhuti into mm. that pit mm. only then i felt this was like too much and it was, it was really like your whole dream has collapsed yeah. i mean you had you had you had been here for that and the whole thing has collapsed it was just that i had to telescope what i had thought i will do after 10 years mm. just have to telescope that mm. and i always wanted to i i never i had never thought that okay once some is leaves the physical frame i'll go out and do something i always wanted to work for him i just said, okay fine but then you wanted to work for another 10 years in his physical presence, physical presence. Yeah. that was not there so i said okay so basically some is just telling that you know i have done so much but the only thing that 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 feeling that always came and uh, very compelling feeling that you know you know how much you want some to do for you he's done already so much now you have to work that was the kind of feeling which was all the time coming whenever mm. i had any second thoughts it's high time that i do something for swami it's high time that we do something for swami we have all received enough yeah we have received we? enough i mean how much do you want to receive and the way you are seeing swami also in the last few days you are you're so pained to see swami like that he was looking unwell he was looking so unwell yeah. you already were in that kind of a frame where you hmm. always felt swami you be all right you know we don't want anything else we just want you to be fine so i very kind of uh, reconciled to that fact that okay it is now time for action for action that's it so try to do as much as you can he's given you enough and he will continue to guide you and he still does in his own inimitable way fantastically every day so he's there that is how i kind of started uh, to look at my life in a very different way from from that moment onwards your final thoughts bishop rushti on who is bhagwan shri satyasai baba for you how do you encapsulate the entire ocean in in a, in a spoonful <laughs> you are asking me what is what is he for me and what is he not for me everything i am is because of him he gave me that life i i didn't go into the details of my illness but if you go into the details you will know that he gave me my life second lease he has given me a second lease of life 
and in spite of whatever we are in spite of we really actually not been able to live up to his expectations we know how high are some his expectations mm. but here is a lord whose love is so unconditional i think that whole concept of unconditional love is still unfathomable and every day i only get to learn a new facet of it he is the one who's really showed me what is unconditional love and i owe everything to him everything that i do everything that uh, I want to do everything that I've done in my life. It is all him, and him, and him. I appreciate you sharing your time and thoughts with us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. It really helped me to go down the memory lane and recall all those moments with uh, with the avatar because it is these moments which always re-energize our quest to be. close to him our quest to be an instrument in his hands our quest to be a spark of his love thank you very much sairam 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 you just heard a conversation with bishop prashti an alumnus of bhagwan's university and currently a member of radio site team here in prashantinilayam This is a three-part conversation and what you heard just now was its concluding part. This is also an episode of our weekly series Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories where we bring you reflections of former students of Bhagwan Baba schools and colleges. In this episode Bishu narrated the tests and tribulations that Swami put him to and how we came out of it with intense prayers and his yearnings to Swami. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to email us your feedbacks and comments. Our email ID is listener@radioside.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashant Nilayam.